Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Bregman would like to get him to scamper home. Two on, two out. Tenth inning. That's in the air to left. Here comes Fisher. Throw by Ethier. Astros win it. A deep dive on baseball. Wade Boggs is a Hall of Fame third baseman. The man's a legend. And much more. He drank 50 beers on a cross-country flight and then absolutely destroyed the Seattle Mariners the next day, okay? <laughs> the number of beers is actually highly disputed. Some say 50, some said as many as 70 beers. Which is an absolutely insane amount of beer. Nobody can drink that much. Not with an attitude like that. Now here are your hosts for the Hot Corner, Patrick Harris. The seven-foot kid that strokes it with the acne on his back. Then Mike Lynch. Excuse me, he looks really hot. On 1080 The Fan. Hey, bada, 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 so we bada. Hey, hit records on my demo. Welcome into the Hot Corner. Or it must be a Wednesday, as it's always a Wednesday. Anything I got is not a rental. Things are going on in baseball today, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. You got two big, legitimate brawls. Well, I thought it was like one and a half. Okay. And then it became two and a half. Two and a half. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't like that wussy stuff. No, the first one was that people just got angry. This one was, this was legit. This one and the Rockies Padres one, legit. It's April 11th, people. Why are we so angry? Because we're, we're serious, Mike. It's not August yet. Because we're serious. Because unlike those pansies over in the association, we actually care about the too many games we play. <laughs> it's not too many if you can watch your team every day. See, that's the truth. Did I say that on the show last week? That's the reason I like you 162. You on the show last week. Yes, I was. Were you? That was two weeks ago. That two was weeks gone. ago? Yeah. Oof. Time flies. Struggling. Did I say that the argument I made... I've started making the people who say 162 is too much, and I go, think of it this way. Every single day, for the most part, I can watch my favorite team. Yeah, I get like one day off in between. Yeah. And it's like four days on, one day off, three days on, one day off. And not sometimes it's seven days on, one day off. Yeah, it's pretty red. Yeah, and then in other sports, you have to wait three, four days between your team playing. Yeah. My favorite thing is when I talk to people about how I'm in two fantasy baseball leagues, and they're like, 
you do fantasy baseball, that's really serious. And I'm like, yeah, I wake up every morning and set a lineup. Yep. They're like, whoa, I can't do that. And I'm like, I know, because you play pansy fantasy football. <laughs> I uh... Oh, I get it. You're lazy, and you like setting your lineup, but make sure you have Thursday players, and if you don't have Thursday players, you just wait till Sunday. I get it. You're lazy. It's, it's uh, not a real fantasy sport. I like that. Hot take. I, I, I like that. I normally do it a, day, a couple of days in advance. I'll I'll go like today. I went on and I went two days forward, and I started to uh, set my lineup ahead of time. And then I have to check every day, of course, in case someone got hurt. But it's just a way to like just in case I forget for a day. Yeah, it's already preset. It matters, man. Yep, yep. I uh, I go back and forth between doing it drunk as I'm going to bed or hungover as I'm waking up. But that's how I do fantasy baseball. Okay. Yeah. Juice in the system. Got to get it. And you're doing well, too. Well, yeah, I feel like Mickey Mantle. You know, just, I like to go out and drink. <laughs> I also play baseball. Just electronically. Yeah. Without any sort of actual athletic skill involved. Yeah. I do find it funny, Mike, that you and I are uh, we're doing quite well in the old, uh, the old ornery man keeper league we're in. I know. I am uh, I am dancing around in first place right now, bumping back and forth between first and second. I'm dancing with three and four. Feels good, man. I got a bunch of dudes on the DL, so I'll be all right. Um, yeah. I do, too. I've got four now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's okay, though. Yeah, My hitters are playing great. My other league took a hit, too. I love I, Gary Sanchez on the bench, though, today because he's been slumping, and now he's got three for three or two home runs. <laughs> fully, fully aware of that. <laughs> that guy's not a player, by the way, is he? No, he's a coach. Okay. <laughs> I, now, now that I don't have the sound on, they're PO'd about something because... Apparently, someone got thrown out or didn't get thrown out, and they're like, hey, it was this guy. Hey, it was that guy. So, I don't know. And Alex Gore is walking up to the ump saying, hey, I was clearly the better analyst than Aaron Boone over there, so can but I he get wasn't, some calls though. over here? He wasn't, though. <laughs> Just saying. He's like, <laughs> you know, I've been doing this for a little bit. Boone stuck with the with the booth for a little bit. That guy sucks. I'm better. Can we get some better calls over here? Aaron Boone looks so funny as a, as an, as a manager. I've gotten used to it already. But, yeah, the first, like, three games, I'm like, that's our manager? You look lost. <laughs> no, wish, he doesn't. I wish he had a giant piece of chaw in his mouth, you know, because he's, like, on TV. <laughs> no, he's he, does the, he does the seed spitting. Yeah, he's a good-looking guy. He was on TV, and it'd be funny. Oh, you're back in the dugout, and now you're back on the chaw? I love it. <laughs> Maybe because I'm a Frank Kona kid, but I'm not sure. That's exactly why you want you want that for people. Oh, yeah, man. I uh, I don't believe in chewing tobacco in any way, shape, or form. I think it's real bad for you. Uh, amongst other things that I'm guilty of myself, but uh, uh, something about uh, when if my manager's uh, rocking the cha, yeah, yeah, I'm in. Especially when he's the best one in baseball. I, uh, you know, why he's the best one in baseball in comparison to Alex Cora and Aaron Boone, he is an actual manager because of the cha. No, because he is an actual manager. <laughs> as opposed to what? As opposed to being a dude that's like, yeah, guys, get it. Oh, you mean. Aaron Boone. Yeah. Moral support guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Aaron Judge. You're good, man. <laughs> keep up there. Giancarlo. He is good. I know you're struggling, but uh, you'll be good. <laughs> yeah, just just, just <laughs> tell you what. Tell you what I'll do for you. I'll put you in the lineup every day and believe that you will figure this out. Coach, how do you think my swing looks? Ah, don't worry about that, man. Trust your natural instincts. <laughs> you know, just... No, you the got reason, this, man. You the reason got I this. say that about Aaron Boone is we've talked about it before. Is I, I think he is more of a puppet for the analytics, and he's the guy who's supposed to keep the clubhouse happy. I could be very wrong, 
Um, but that's just how it was kind of sold. I want to be the guy behind the scenes that's like, I'm not the real manager, but I write the lineup card every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but then you don't get paid the big bucks, though. Well, I know, but... The manager gets to do less in that scenario and gets paid all the money for it. But then he's going to stand out in the cold and deal with idiots Oh, no, the cold. I'm in. I can't God, handle that. You sound like Paul O'Neill. <laughs> That man delivered championships. Paul O'Neill apparently... He played in a World Series after his dad died. He works for the Yes Network now. Apparently three days before the Boston game, because he's calling it for Yes, this mm-hmm. series, he was doing group texts to people complaining how it was going to be like 36 degrees. <laughs> yeah. Like three days ahead of time. And they're like, you realize that the first series was like 29, Paul? It's getting warmer. <laughs> yeah. It is kind of getting warmer around. That's one of the craziest things I've seen. Mm-hmm. This is how cold it is. I know. I've been watching Indians games. I feel bad for like... Frankie and EE and Jose Ramirez, all these Caribbean dudes. <laughs> They're like, why are we playing baseball and it's 40 degrees? Well, everyone's got the the weird scarf that turns into an entire like head hat thing that covers your mouth. Like you're about to rob a bank. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's got it around their neck and then they decide whether or not they're going to keep it on or not. It's pretty interesting. Well, because it's 40 degrees. Well, I know it's 40 degrees. But but by the eighth inning, you're like, ooh, I'm kind of juiced up. I don't need that anymore. That's, that's a good point. Batting practice was two hours ago. I need this. Yeah, that's true. I'm cold. Oakley, Oakley. Well, got a full baseball show for you today. Even though I did watch some um, some unreal Champions League today, some absolutely unreal Champions League today. But I guess that's not what we do here anymore. Nah. So outside of that, we're loaded with baseball. Uh, we want to get into some of these brawls that have been going on. Uh, talk top of the second hour. We'll kind of do a little, you know. Check out what's going on in the league. And, Joe, are we ready for fair or foul this week? The new oh, yeah, segment. Oh, we got a new benchmark here. We'll do it every single Wednesday at 830 called fair or foul. Joe will kind of throw some stuff at us and we'll kind of say if it's cool or not. And if you have fantasy questions, start coming in now because yep. we will do that at 730 every single week. From That's now the on. other thing. We got fantasy grind at at 7.30, I was about to say 5.30. That was almost two hours ago. We'll do that at 7.30. Uh, so if you have questions, comments, concerns, we know it's early, but I've already seen on the text line someone's worried about Frankie Lindor. Don't worry, my friend. I am too, even though I don't have him in fantasy. Uh, so any of those questions, pile those into the fan text line, 55305. Text line also lets you interact with us throughout the entire show. You can also find us on Twitter. Mike's at Mike Lynch 27. You can find me at P Diddy 085. And our fantastic producer, Joe Fisher, is at Joe Fish 3FISCH. When we come back, speaking of Yankees and Red Sox, there's some dude who makes lots of money that likes to strike out lots of times. Are we worried, concerned? Giancarlo Lynch is next. This is the hot corner on 1080 The Fin. is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Seven fifteen here on The Fan. In 15 minutes, we'll do fantasy baseball. So if you got questions, comments, concerns, hit the fan text line 55305. There's some already rolling in. So get in line. It's super early in the season, so you should freak out about everything. <laughs> Make rash moves. Drop the guy who's hitting 100 so far. This Mike Trout guy sucks. I'm done with him. Actually, he's got four dingers. Yeah, he's actually hit playing. Yeah, he's well. playing really well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you got overreactions, questions, pitching matchups, uh, I'm going to talk a little Otani. 
little teaser in fantasy and how difficult it is when you have Otani as a hitter on your team. We'll do that in 15 minutes. But first, I kind of want to start with uh, the strikeout machine that cost $300 million in uh, Giancarlo Stanton, the third right fielder for the New York Yankees. Third? Second. 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 Yeah. He uh, He's struggling. He's struggling. Although, to be fair, these last two games, much better. Okay. He struck out his first two at-bats yesterday against Sale. Bad at-bats. First three pitches were three swinging strikes, and then he struck out in four pitches the next at-bat. Do we let it go because it's Chris Sale? Well, no, because it was it was awful swings. Okay. And then if it... At that point, he was trying to swing his way out of it, which was stupid. Because if you can't, if you're not seeing the ball well, swinging every time on fastballs, you're not going to hit him. Can you imagine if a basketball player was having a bad night shooting and was like, "I'm just going to dunk it every time, <laughs> just go down the lane and just tomahawk that mole." Try to, yeah, try and then to. fail miserably try to over and, and over. Fail miserably. Because that's how you would fail. Uh, but yesterday, he had a single and a double in his last two at bats. Took the ball the other way the first at-bat and then blooped a little uh, double down the left field line so he was making contact on some tough pitches. Today, first at-bat, triple to the 420 in the triangle in Fenway, scoring two runs. And then he singled... And then flew out almost with a home run, but very like basically scraping the wall. So he's he's kind of figured it out a little bit these last two games, which I guess is the whole point, is that these early season freakouts for players, it's like, dude, it's freaking April 11th. Relax. Yeah, and I think, I think part of it as well, and we might get to this at the top of the 8 o'clock hour when we just kind of talk about some things going on. I think Giancarlo is part of this as well, is... He played decent in Toronto, right? The Yankees opened in Toronto. Yep. He, he hit a mammoth home run. First at bat, two run home yeah, run. Yeah, it was like, oh, here's Giancarlo. We're going to the series. And then he gets back to New York and plays like crap. Strikes out five times in two separate games and gets booed in his home opener as Yankee Stadium. And I'll give him credit. He acknowledges, you know, hey, they got every right to boo me. Yeah, why like not crap. boo me? Yeah, I'm playing like crap and I cost a lot of money. I would love if he was like, yeah, I play like crap and I cost a lot of money. Yeah. Someone was just like, I cost a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what I think, you know, what I think it is, and and we saw this on the text line we'll get to in the fantasy segment as well, uh, I think it's really hard when you play in Florida and Arizona and then you're expected to go play in New York or Chicago where it's 40 degrees out and it's hard to just, like, Turn that bad boy on right away. Yeah, and you, yeah, you're right. They started indoors in Toronto, which I guess yeah. is partially a help. But so you leave you leave Florida to go to Toronto to get to Yankee Stadium where you're freezing. Yeah, and I, now I need you to swing. But that's not. I'm not going to use that as an argument because other hitters are playing fine in the cold, right? Like who? Aaron Judge is hitting almost 370 this year. That guy doesn't count. <laughs> He he had like 110 in a month last year. Of course he counts. He had a Stanton-like month. Of course he counts. But um, to me, it wasn't about the cold for Stanton because he also hit a hanging slider for a two-run home run against the Rays in in Yankee Stadium in, in his first at-bat uh, in the game after his first five-strikeout game. He has He's had two of them. The first, by the way, to ever in the live ball era have two five-strikeout games on 0 for days in the season, and it was April 8th at that point. Um so it was bad, right? It was a historically bad start. and It also doesn't help that both of those games went to extras, if I'm not mistaken, because not many people get five at-bats. Uh, the first one did not. The second one did, yes. Okay. Um, but it, it was less about that to me and more about he is playing in a really, really difficult environment in terms of expectations for the first time in his entire career. 
He has been playing in the most relaxed, expectationless city his entire career for their baseball team in Miami playing for the Marlins. Is there anyone crappier than the Marlins? In terms of expectations? Yeah. Ah, maybe the Rays. I mean, both Florida teams, if you want to compare them. The Rays at least made it to a World Series recently, but the Marlins also won a few recently-ish. I also feel like Mike Trout would get away with it in Anaheim because they've been garbage for a while. Yeah, but they... I guess that's true. Recently, they've been expectationless, but they have expectations this year. But But here's the difference between Mike Trout and Giancarlo, is Mike Trout does not struggle ever. True. Mike Trout never struggles. Uh, He's always hot, or if he's not, it's like a one-week thing, and that's it. But So he goes from Miami to New York. Expectations are through the roof. He doesn't start at home, though. He starts in Toronto. The first home series, he strikes out five times in a game because of the pressure. I can't lie. It's kind of fun to laugh about. It is a little fun because it's a big it's a big pressure switch for a guy who hasn't had to deal with it. Now, it's going to be on him to learn to deal with that, the fact that he's going to get booed if he has a bad performance because every Yankee gets booed if they have a bad performance. It's just what it is. And, I mean, it's he's on the road now. So, again, it's a little different, although this is a huge series in terms of the rivalry. But it's also still cold. I don't think it's the cold, man. Okay. I, I don't think that matters. I, I think... I think it got all in his head because his at-bats were horrific. He was swinging it. I mean, they're still not great. He's swinging at a lot of high fastballs, like really high fastballs. He's just swinging right through them. I don't know why he's going that, reaching that high. Again, I think it's a little bit in his head. But if if he can learn to deal with it, then I think he will be totally fine. And even if he can't, he'll still make an impact because – every ball he hits goes like 120 miles an hour. So some of them will connect and go out or go for doubles or, or wherever they'll land for a hit. So he's not going to strike out every at-bat, well, even though me, it felt like it. Let me play a little devil's advocate in this then. Could it be that this is who Giancarlo is, but because he played in expectationless, nobody's really watching Miami except for headlines headli- or highlights? that now that he's in a major market on a team with World Series aspirations, we're actually watching every bat-bat? Because uh, I, I, so. I don't watch every at-bat when he was in Miami, but I, I definitely watch every at-bat now. I, I don't think so. Um, but then again, you're right. I didn't watch every at-bat in Miami. I, I saw his highlight at-bats. I didn't see his bad at-bats because who watches the Marlins play baseball? And I did look at his stats today out of curiosity. I wanted to see. Actually, I pulled him up right here. Last year, he had 163 strikeouts in 159 games. Okay? so About one a game. About one a game. So then I looked. Last year, I looked up the leaders in strikeouts. And, of course, the leader was? Giancarlo Stanton. No, Aaron Judge. Oh, Aaron Judge. Yeah, 208 was Aaron Judge last year. But Giancarlo Stanton, I, I can't get below 10 on this list. But 10th is 175. So Giancarlo Stanton was top 15 strikeouts in Major League Baseball. Yeah, but 175 is not that bad. I mean, it's top 10 strikeouts. Right, right, right. But I feel like there are most of the time at least five or six. That's Mark Reynolds. At least five or six guys strike out over 200 times a year. Last year, just Judge, 208. Gallo, 196. Chris well, Davis, 195. Well, what, about, what about the year before? Chris Davis, 195. It's like if... if Both Chris Davises. <laughs> but it's like if you... If you I'll look the year before. If you lead the league in strikeouts as a hitter and you fall in the top 10, if the leader only strikes out 175 times and you're in the top 10 because you struck out 155, that's not a, a true 
tell of the average. True. 2016, Chris Davis, 219. Chris Carter, 206. And then below 200 beyond that, Mike Napoli, 194. And then a drop to the 170s. Hey, Mike Napoli, though, two years ago went to the World Series. (laughs) There was a big party. That he did. Um, But I was there. The... At the, party. the fact I'm making here is he does strike out a lot. Mm-hmm. He strikes out at a, at least last year, which was, uh, he struck out less in previous years. But remember, he's also not played in full seasons too many times. His last almost full season, 170 strikeouts. So he's a big strikeout guy. But striking out 10 times in 12 at-bats in two games is kind of crazy. So there's there's being a big strikeout guy and there's being absolutely lost at the plate. And that's what Stanton was. I was having a fun conversation with some people at work about this Uh some Yankee fans and some other fans of other teams, and we were like, isn't it fun right now to just bag on Stanton and the Yankees and how they're terrible only because just get it in now? Right, because they're five and six, which isn't terrible. Because eventually everything's going to figure itself out and (laughs) they're going to terrorize us all. Well, I will say the, the Red Sox are playing as well as I thought they could, though. Yeah, I know. Bogarts went on the DL already. Yeah, man, because when you get to play the Rays for like eight games in a row. I did. I was thinking about that. Man, they played the Rays a lot, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, dude, I've already heard Red Sox Nation. Like people I know throughout town that are like, oh, them Red Sox, man, we're killing it right now. And it's like, who are you playing? Shut up. How about the Mets, though? How about the Mets? We should talk about them today if you want to. Pull a segment out for them. You want to talk about Mickey Calloway? You know I'm going to down and talk about <laughs> I don't care about their manager. I care about... I care This about was the th- first time we saw the rotation of Syndergaard, DeGrom, Harvey, Mats, and Wheeler together for one full run. Yeah, and they have a manager that knows how to manage a pitching staff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they're also just healthy. I think that's more important than the manager. Stop, Mike. No, it's because they have Mickey Calloway. I'm always going to poo-poo Calloway just because you're sitting across from me, by the way. You can poo-poo him all you also want. Also because I hate the Mets. But Mets, okay. Indians, World Series, calling it right now. Mm. <laughs> I just don't understand how that team's hitting. You know Yoannis Cespedes is batting like 180. I know. They've He's got, got like, a lot of strikeouts, too. As Drupal Cabrera and Adrian Gonzalez all just, just like, like going nuts, though. AARP all over the infield, dude. <laughs> just old dudes, just like walking up to the plate with canes and, you know. And then hitting the home run. Yeah. And then slowly walking around the yeah. bases. Playing like <laughs> Merle Haggard and Waylon Jennings songs as they walk up Back to the plate. Back in my day, I used yeah. to have to walk all four bases. As <laughs> now I just crawl them. <laughs> as Drupal Cabrera, back in my day, you'd get shifted around to all positions in the infield throughout the game because you weren't good enough to stay at one of them. That was, that's not that funny. Sorry, that was a ball. I was I was reacting negatively to Judge striking out. Like, really captivated by a 10-6 game in the top of the eighth? Yeah. This yeah. game's been awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's hard. No, you're good. It's all just hard. You're good. Sorry, my game ended in like two and a half hours because, you know, Carrasco went the distance and got a W. How about so. Kluber the other day, by the way? What Woo! about what about the Klubot? He's going to win a Cy Young. people. I know, he's going to win a Cy Young this year and then prove that he's the first ballot Hall of Famer. Add a World Series ring to the title and... First ballot Hall of Famer it. despite how bad the beginning of his career was? Do you think Three that matters? Cy Youngs? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure that helps a lot. I'm just curious, do you think that matters? Because he wasn't very good early in his career. Mm. Like, for a while. Mm. I'm good with it. Okay. Would you rather be better on the back end or better on the front end? I'd just rather be a good baseball player. (laughs) Anytime, because you'll get me paid a lot of money. We go out on a limb on that one, Mike. (laughs) All right. When we come back, we'll do Fantasy Grind. So this is your last call for any of your comments, questions, and or concerns in the fantasy world as the guru, Mike Lynch, is in the house. And we'll get into that. And we'll do that next. But first, here's Joe Whisper. 
fantasy baseball is easy if you know what you're doing. Who's winning? What is occurring? Which player should be in your lineup card? I have today's forecast for you. Hot! And who should be sitting next to you in the dugout? We're going back to work on fundamentals. Fundamentals. In the middle of the season? This is the Fantasy Grind, part of the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Uh, it's that fantasy time. We're going to do this every single week at 7.30. Hour earlier, so get ready. Hour earlier. Train your brain. To try to help y'all out. Uh... So as you heard in Joe's update there, I just want to throw this out to all the Blazer fans listening. Blazer fans, Blazer fans, Blazer fans. The Blazers have home court. Blaze the Nugs. And they will play the Pelicans no matter what happens in this Utah Blazer game, which starts now. And what no matter what happens with this T-Wolves Nuggets game, which is currently a one-point game in overtime for the team that makes the playoffs. Uh, 107-106 Timberwolves are up right now. Um, the reason why that is, just quickly, is the Blazers, if they win, will have the three seed, which pushes the Jazz to the five seed and OKC to the four. So they would play each other in the four or five, and the Pelicans would be pushed back to six. If the Jazz win, they're the three. The Blazers are the four. They have the tiebreaker over OKC, which is why they'd be the uh, four, and they have it over the Pelicans. So the Pelicans would be the five. Blazers would be the four. Blazers still have home court against the Pelicans. You know what sounds more exciting than that? I mean, it was exciting, but this is way more topical locally. (laughs) Whatever. Locally? Yes. Locally. All right. More people here care about the Blazers than the Champions League. Come on now. Well, if a bunch of people care more about the Blazers than the Champions League, you're watching the wrong sport. <laughs> all must, right. Must not be a Liverpool fan. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, anyway, so fantasy baseball, I'm freaking out. I'm like, I'm in third place. I'm going to finish in third place. Nah, I'll probably lose. Uh... <laughs> That's your hot point? Yeah, yeah. I'm in first place or second place, and I'm really happy about it, but I know that's probably not going to last. I won in my other league last week 8-1. to one. Okay. Good push on the last day. Uh, and now I'm losing 2-7. You said we had some uh, questions on the text line? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I don't have a computer today because I put my password in long too many times. Wrong too many times. And you forgot your laptop. So. And I forgot my laptop. That's been your usual form of internet. Well, I didn't forget my laptop. My laptop is at work in which I did not go to today. So you forgot it yesterday? Yes. Well, because so I your thought laptop. I was going to... I left it <laughs> thinking I was going to go today, and then I woke up and my whole left side was numb, so I didn't go to work. Oh. I thought um, you didn't have work today. Uh, I like no days off for good behavior. Man. Oh, okay. Salary life, baby. Uh, coming in on the fan text line, what the blank is going on with Frankie Lindor? Would like my shortstop to do something for me for fantasy. No way I'm dropping him yet. Blank Joe Buck. Whoa. <laughs> okay. That's my fantasy text of the day. That was a weird like uh, random guy. shot at Joe Buck, but, um, I like random shots at Joe Buck. Eh, I think Joe Buck is, uh, overly... Negatively talked about. I think he's really good. Anyway, uh, don't freak out over Frankie Lindor. Just yeah, leave him be. Start him in your lineup every day. If you're going to drop Frankie Lindor, are you in my league? Because that would be dope. Right? I I made the mistake. It wasn't a mistake. Gary Sanchez hasn't been hitting. 
and I left him on the bench the last few days, and he went three for four with two homers today on my bench. So yeah, baby. Now that he's back, I'll start him every day, and he'll probably go zero for ten again. But that's the that's the cautionary tale of your best players aren't playing well, and you take them out, and all of a sudden they get hot. You miss out on those big days. Mm-hmm. Um, don't take him out of your lineup. Don't freak out. He's one of the best players in baseball. He will figure it out. Even a bad year for him would still be a good year for your fantasy team. And that's just same thing with Harper. When Harper had his 250 year, he still hit a bunch of homers, and it was still helpful for anybody who had him on their fantasy team. It just wasn't as good as you would have liked for a high draft pick. So don't freak out. Same thing if you have Stan. Don't freak out. It's way too early. There's a guy in our league who's like trade Mr. Trade Man over here, and um, he's been offering me trades every week. And in my head, I'm like, I don't actually mind these offers, but I'm not committing to anything yet because I don't know yet. Yeah, I think that's the biggest scary thing. It's like with whether it's whether it's Frankie Lindor or anybody else that's struggling, like Giancarlo. Like, what, what are you going to do? You're really going to drop one of the best shortstops in baseball? You're going to drop one of the best home run hitters in baseball because you're afraid you're going to lose your entire fantasy season based off two weeks? That's re- ridiculous. This is not fantasy football, okay? It feels it feels like the sky is falling early when your team isn't hitting well. Right. But usually, those guys will tend to bounce back. Now, of course, there can be really freak years where you just had a really bad draft and you messed up a couple of picks and the guys aren't hitting and all these kind of things. And that could happen. But chances are you will get – it will even itself out, and that is when you decide to what moves you make. When it starts to even out, positive or negative, that's when you decide – Okay, this is what I need for my team. What do you think about pitchers in this situation? So what if there is a pitcher? Mm, I've got that going on in my league right who's, one league right now. Who's, you know, a, a, a way above average pitcher, you know, a, definitely a guy you want on your team, but he's had two starts so far and or maybe even hit his third and is not looking so great. When do you pull the wire on that? Well, obviously you're not dropping a Kershaw, a Scherzer, a Kluber, a DeGrom, somebody like that. But I have a perfect example. Who was the most unknown hyped pitcher in fantasy drafts this year? Luke Weaver. No. Unknown. Luke. Totally unknown. Um, I don't know. Luis Castillo on the Reds. He was like number... A second baseman for the Marlins? Yes. He is now a pitcher, and he's much younger. It's weird. That's awesome. It's really freaky. It's some sort of magic. I like baseball with Luis Castillo. Um, yeah, him and uh, Juan Pierre. I need them back. <laughs> Same lineup together, please. And his yeah. silly mustache. Yeah. Um, Speaking of, I no, got one of them. <laughs> you do? You kind of have a Juan Pierre mustache, but luckily you've actually got the, the rest of the facial hair. Juan Pierre just had the mustache, and it was weird. <laughs> um, also, his last name was Pierre, so you're like, French. Ho, 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 mustache. Oh, oui, oui. Ho, ho. Um, but Luis Castillo was so high on draft boards and projected mock drafts because of his strikeout potential. Because last year he came up from the minors, and he hit like... Pitched like 320 ERA, had a bunch of Ks. First two starts of the year. Five innings, six hits, six earned, one walk, six Ks. Five innings, six hits, four earned, three walks, three Ks. Both losses in my league, negative points. So I'm over here going, wow, I might have really messed up with getting this guy. But I also can't drop him yet. It's been two starts, right? You need a sample size of at least four or five starts till you start to get nervous about a pitcher. Yeah. And today, six innings, five hits, three earned, no walks, four Ks, positive score. So better, right? Something that's at least doable in a fantasy league uh, if you want this guy to be really, really good. I have a couple of those in my one league right now where I'm just kind of holding pat. I drafted Cole Hamels in a lark that maybe he'd be good. He's had one good start. He's had two awful starts. 
I'm not sure what to do with him yet, but his name is good enough where I feel like maybe I could trade him, or if it just gets so bad, I will drop him. But I'm not ready to make that commitment yet. The 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 biggest thing I'll do is just not start them. Yeah, I'll leave them on the bench. I'll see how they do. Um, or if you have start limits, I would choose that start to skip for the week and just kind of see what happens because maybe you messed up and then you try to trade or, or drop the guy and find someone on the waiver wire. But if not, then you, you were patient enough to stay pat. And there are some positions in some leagues that are just graveyards. I, I have Xander Bogarts in a league and he just went on the DL and it sounds like it's not a big deal. You know, he slipped on the top step trying to recover of an error he made. Uh, and I was like, well, he's going to go to the DL, so it's long, not long-term. I just need a short-term solution. And I went to the shortstop area, and it was like, yikes. It's really bad. There's nobody. It's uber top-heavy. And so I, like, grabbed Dansby Swanson. That's who I grabbed. Yeah, because he's had a good start. Yep. That's also another thing. You don't want to just grab a guy because he's had a great start. It could be a gem. I did it with D. Gordon, like, three years ago, four years ago when he was a Dodger. And that helped me out a lot. But... Those are like lightning in a bottle situations. Right. It could be a gem or it could just be a guy who will then go over four for five straight games for you and then make you wish you never picked him up in the first place. Um, it's about the trust factor with a lot of these guys. I'm just looking at the shortstop position. Yeah. Dansby Swanson's the big one. He's got, he's hitting 366 so far this year. And the reason I added him is because he's a former two for four today. Top prospect, uh, one for five today, two for four yesterday. <laughs> Former top prospect as in number one overall pick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he was a very highly regarded prospect in the Diamondback system. He was their one or two, and then they traded him for Shelby Miller, Shelby which Miller. I'm sure they regret. But he's a guy that if he's having a hot start, maybe you make that leap. If it's a young guy who's like, oh, he could be really good. Uh, a couple of the White Sox players are kind of in that level to me where it's like Tim Anderson's had a good start. He was a highly rated prospect. Maybe he's a guy you add on the lark that maybe he'll keep hitting well. Moncada might hit well. Right, exactly. But if it's a guy like, oh, I don't know. Um, Chris Owings currently has Ooh, yeah. 34 points. He's hitting 353, but he's only owned in like 50% of leagues. I don't know. I don't trust Chris Owings. I like the Diamondbacks lineup. But I don't trust him, so maybe I let him sit and see if he goes a little bit longer. If you lose him out or lose out on him, that sucks, but it was more of a patient approach. That's how I play. I play fantasy really patient because it's a long season. Yep, and uh, the league we're in together is a rotisserie league, and that is an uber-long season. Yes. Uh, the Timberwolves just got fouled up 110-106 with nine seconds left in overtime. I think the kids in the Nugget uniforms – Realize that they be going home. They are going home. And that means the T-Wolves will, they could be either the seven or the eight, right? They'll be the eight. I hope they're no the, matter what. I hope they're the eighth and smash the Rockets. That'd be dope. They won't smash the Rockets. Though. That would be dope. <laughs> like, dope is the dope dope of all dopeness. I will say I, I enjoy. Stop it. I, I enjoy nope. uh, the Nuggets. They're fun to watch. I blaze the Nugs. Jimmy Butler in the playoffs will be fun. And yeah, so will Carl Anthony Towns. I want buckets. I want Thibodeau's fiery. Thibodeau's no defense this year, despite being a defensive coach. <laughs> I know. They're, like, really terrible at defense. I didn't know that because, you know, I don't really watch a ton of the association. But, yeah, I heard the, the T-Wolves are really bad at defense, and I laughed when I heard that. Mm -hmm. All right, when we come back, people be fighting left and right in baseball, and I just kind of want to talk about fights because fights are cool. We'll do that next. Uh, this is The Hot Corner with Harris and Lynch on 1080 The Fan.
This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Let's see. There's been two fights today. Well, I'd say two and a half fights. Uh, that's Just been say really two red. fights. Two and a half. I'm not counting the, the the first Yankee one. It was nothing. It was if just bench like, is clear. It counts as a half. Hmm, I don't like. I don't like that. You don't like that because your team looked like a bunch of punks. So did they. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> so stupid. Um, it was kind of crazy today, though. It was two legit fights. Like well, yeah. not not the the typical. Oh, I'm going to stare at you in the mound and walk slowly, and the bench is clear. It was. Nolan Arenado saying, screw this, and in 0.1 seconds, sprinting after Perdomo. And then it was Tyler Austin looking so angrily at Joe Kelly, slamming his bat down as hard as he can, walking, and then sprinting at him, trying to tackle him into the ground. And then Joe Kelly punching him in the back of the head like three times. I think it's all because everybody saw Yadi Molina try to fight a manager the other night and was like, that looks cool. I what did, I wonder what Lovello said to him. I, I've I've seen that so many times, and I think Lovello was yelling at the ump about his poor uh, balls and strikes call. Yes, and started referencing how Molina was framing pitches. Yes, and I believed he used the words "mother bleeper" mm. when describing who Yadier Molina is. He said this. I believe bleeper. he said this mother bleeper. And Yachty was like, what'd you call me? Mm. I, I kind of, when I was watching it, I thought that's what I saw the look oh, say. And he like, and he like he points pointed at him. at him. He points at him, calls him a mother bleeper, and keeps yelling at the ref. And to which that point, then Yachty's like, I'm, I'm he, not, he I'm not listening to this. He probably said it in a way that was like, this guy always tricks you. Because this guy gets all the calls. He thinks he's so good. Because this he MF-er. is so good. Right, but that, that's probably <laughs> along the line of what he said. It wasn't probably just like this MFR. It was probably like, this guy always does this, and, and it's wrong. And Yadi Molina was like, this MFR is a Hall of Famer. Do you want to fight? <laughs> What's your name again? How do you spell that? I don't care. I will punch you. I did like the umpire trying to separate them. And like he went into like full squat position, like backsliding on Yachty. Well, and he knew he had to stop Yachty. He wasn't yeah. going to stop old balls D-bag manager. <laughs> right. Lavulo had his hands up like, what? What? I'm not going to do anything. So that happened. I forgot about that one. That was, that was, that's, I mean, Arenado today was pretty dang good. I know. Arenado went full haymaker and just missed because Perdomo ran away. He threw his glove at him. <laughs> <laughs> he ran away. And then Para punches AJ Ellis in the face. And then the Yankees won where Joe Kelly throws two straight balls at Austin because he slid high into Brock Holt earlier in the game. Austin Which, slams the bat. Which, in my opinion, bat. wasn't that big of a deal. It was not that big of a deal. And... Um, but it, it is a big deal, I guess, in the current rules that they didn't call it correctly. The umps didn't call it correctly. Wah. Or that was what the Red Sox thought. Um, because they, it should have been a double play if Brock Holt tried to throw the ball to first because it would be interference. But they're saying he never really made an attempt to throw the ball to first. So they couldn't review it. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, so Joe Kelly punching Tyler Austin in the back of the head after the tackle happened. And then I guess Tommy Canley got thrown out for punching some people. And then Phil Nevin, former Padre. Former Padre. I didn't even know he was our third base coach. He looks he got old, thrown out. by the way. I know. <laughs> he looks old and mean, but he got thrown out for something. I don't know what. But everyone got thrown out. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy. I like fights in baseball. As long as no one's getting hurt, I, I like it, you know? 
I disagree. I like fights in baseball as long as the player that I dislike between the two of them fighting gets hurt. Jose Bautista? Jose Bautista. <laughs> You'll forever like that. It all goes back to Joey Bats. We need a new nickname for him. Well, he's currently unemployment. Uh, unemployed Bats. <laughs> I like that. Joey Sticks. Joey, Joey Jobless. Oh, Fisher. Joe Fisher with the drop Fisher. in. Oh, thank you. You should have said that air. on air, man. Come I know. On. I just had to quick trigger it real quick. But uh, yeah, I like that. Joey Jobless. Does it feel too early for all these fights, though? No, it's never too early, it's a, man. It's a week into the season. So? I mean, what are the Padres and Rockies fighting about? I know they're in the same division, but come on. Well, wasn't like the Royals, well, was it last year or two years ago that they got in like four fights to start the year? Maybe it's a Hosmer thing. Maybe he just, where he goes. Was it the, the Royals? Yeah, yeah, I feel like it, if it wasn't last the Royals, year, the White year before. Um, the Royals started I off it, this season two years ago with like four fights. I remember that. I just don't know who they, they fought were. the Blue Jays. I'm pretty oh. sure they fought the Blue Jays. Probably because Joey Jobless needed to get punched in the face again. <laughs> I love this. Can we, we got to. Even if he gets a job, can we still call him Joey Jobless? Well, I'll tell you this. We're definitely going to call him Joey Jobless for the rest of his life. Maybe I'm Joey part-time sure, when he gets a job. I'm pretty sure he's never getting a job. Well, if he does, we'll call him Joey part-time. <laughs> Joey part-time. Joey, Joey minimum wage. <laughs> Joey pinch hit. <laughs> Joe, you on fire right Let's now. Let's go. Oh, no. <laughs> what I eat today? Jeez. Uh, I like fights. I want them to be actual fights, though. Like the first little scuffle. With Austin sliding into Brock Holt, like, that was just, like, a bunch of dudes waving their jocks. Uh, I'm all about, like, Nolan Arenado, like, death in his eyes chasing after you. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you got to go see this because he looks crazed. I know. And, like, you tell him it's early in the season it and was, he shouldn't fight That's that right. Guy. When I said it before, point one second, He looked he crazed. snapped. <laughs> he threw the helmet down. But did you see this? Midway through the fight, he had the wherewithal to fix his hair. Of course, to make it look more suave again. Because it was a little messy because he's got kind of long. I didn't even know he has long flowing locks now. And he did the hair fix. He went hand through the hair and fixed it slightly to the right, like mid scream at somebody. I was like, look at you. Dude, he knew he was going to be on camera. He had to look good. Dude, he's on an MVP campaign, man. (laughs) He knows he's got to look good. You know why Paul Goldschmidt's not going to win an MVP? Because he doesn't have good hair or get in fights. He's too calm. I know. But he hit a big home run. But Arenado's like, you know what? I'm trying to win this thing. <laughs> if you throw anywhere near me, I'm coming for you. I just love that Mark McGuire was yelling at him. <laughs> yeah, shut up, dude. <laughs> Did you see what Mark McGuire said this week, by the way? Oh, yeah. I didn't need steroids. Because I, I would have hit 70 home runs without steroids. Why do I need them? Yeah. Uh, I don't, you tell me, man. You're the one who did them. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm really confused, too. <laughs> and I just I tweeted out. I'm like, are we still on this? Yeah. He's he's like trying to come out. He's trying to pretend like the people that talk about like Bonds and Clemens, you know, well, they, you know, they were Hall of Famers before they took steroids. And it's like, I know that, but they took steroids. And... You know, I, I you know I hit seventy home runs. If I didn't take steroids, it's like, well, dude, you you're basically saying this, admitting that you took steroids. Aaron Judge is a big guy. Yeah, we're I looking at. I don't know who the fat guy is that got punched, but that dude clearly got clocked in his face. Aaron Judge is way too calm to get into fights. I feel like he was trying to play mediator. Mm-hmm. He was probably just using his body like, hey, he's just massive. Hey, don't hit him. Stop. Stop. Why do we make tall people sound stupid instantly? Bad is fighting. Fighting is bad. Why do we make them sound stupid? I give them a deep voice because I'm tall. 
So I don't want to make tall people sound stupid. I just give them a deep voice. But naturally, it turns into, hi, my name is Aaron. I like hitting baseballs. I hit ball far. Uh, Again, I'm not making him a caveman. Ball go far. Far go ball. I'm not making him a caveman. Come on. Why not? Because they're stupid, and then there's caveman stupid. And then I saw him in a Pepsi commercial, and he's like, Pepsi, I drink Pepsi. Pepsi, drink I. <laughs> I do like his new ESPN Sports Center commercials, though. <laughs> the running on the treadmill, and it just says a home run trot? Yeah. Scott Van Pelt. He does his thing, and then he gets off the treadmill and gives high fives to everybody. And Van Pelt's, like, sweating. Is Van Pelt going to have to be in every future Sports Center commercial because he's the only guy on ESPN? We actually know who he yes, is. Yes, I believe so. <laughs> oh, man. All right, when we come back, top of the hour, second hour of the show, we'll uh, some news and notes from around the league, just some things we've been seeing uh, as, as uh, the weeks have progressed. And we'll do that next, the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.